You are listening to Business Growth Radio Solutions on Demand, sponsored by the Greenmark Consulting Group. Uh, today is our article, uh, Article 6, on getting loans, and the podcast is GIP, or Green Industry Pros, number 17. Now, before we start on this article, let's get to the topic of borrowing money out of the way, and it's the issue of, of debt versus leverage. Uh, most of you who listen to um, financial advisors, such as Dave Ramsey, uh, have a good perspective on personal debt. Um, I'm a firm believer in most of the principles he puts forward. However, when he talks about businesses, it's a little bit different. Because on a personal side, what you're really worried about is having too much debt as it affects your credit rating. And do you have a sufficient uh, dollars, cash flow, coming in to make the payments? In business, those two things are true but they're only primers or they're only entrees into the game. The real issue is leverage. And what you're doing with leverage is this. You've got a company that's operating fairly well. You've got got reasonable cash flow. I'm going to assume that your credit is at least okay. The idea about borrowing money here is what's the multiple, not whether I can make the payment. What's the multiple? In other words, if I borrow $10,000 for a piece of equipment, can I, in fact, turn that into fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000? And when you look at it from that perspective, it is smarter to borrow money to grow an asset or grow a revenue than it is to use cash because the cash now takes that away from the business where with the loan, you're basically leveraging the cash that you currently have. So I just want you to kind of consider that before we move on. Now, today's article is on getting loans. So we've set that as the context, and I'm going to do this kind of unconditional, uh, unconventionally, I should say, in that I approach this really different than most people. I do not have a financial background in terms of being a CPA or accountant. I've just been in business for 40 years, run a number of businesses. So I understand getting loans and cash flow management from the perspective of a business owner. Now, the first thing I want to say to you is this, is cash is your rarest resource. So why would I borrow money when I have money? Well, let's go down the list. Number one is what we talked about just previously, is that if I have $10,000 and I hold that and it allows me to borrow $20,000 that will produce $100,000 in revenue, suddenly my $10,000 produced hundred grand. That's what we mean by leverage. Another way to look at this is that since cash is the rarest resource you have in the business because it is liquid, you, you always have it available to you. It's not something you got to sell like an investment. Is that what are you going to use the cash for? And the rule I learned many years ago when I first got into business from somebody who was an old hand at it, and he said there's only two reasons to use cash. Well, in fact, there's only two reasons to buy anything, but specifically to our conversation is the use of cash. Number one, are we buying an appreciate, appreciating asset, such as a building? Um, if you're going to... Uh, you know, you're renting your location right now and you've decided that you want to expand the business, it may be time to go out and instead of leasing or renting another spot, why don't you buy your own spot? Because unless you you really buy at the wrong time, that's an appreciating asset and it's always going to go up in value over time. And so that $100,000 you sink into the building suddenly is worth $200,000 and depending upon how you ten- you want to get out of the business, let's say you intend in 10 years to sell the business, this asset may be 50-60% of the net worth of your business. So that's one consideration. The second one is, 
is it going to produce either revenue or decreased costs? In other words, is this investment going to have a direct impact on the amount of money you bring in or the amount of money you keep? Um, even if it doesn't, then you may want to ask yourself, should we even spend money on it? But those are the two that I use for cash. Now, let's take like a truck. You decide to go out and buy a truck or, or rent a truck, or I should say lease a truck, or borrow money and go into debt for a truck, and you're in the landscape business, our calculations at Greenmark is that each truck is worth about $250,000 in revenue per year on average. You know, obviously, if you're in a high, in a, um, in a big market with a lot of rich people, then that may be higher. And if you're in a, a poorer rural market, it may be a little, little bit less. But let's just use 250 uh, as an example. That's a good expenditure, as opposed to, as the owner, you want to get a Cadillac. Well, guess what? Cadillac is going to make you look cool. It may help you a little bit in the sales process, but fundamentally, the Cadillac's not going to put any more money into the business. So that wouldn't be a good purchase. Now, that may be, makes sense as a lease, uh, where basically you just pay and rent it, more or less, and then give it back. But view cash as your rarest resource, and if it doesn't fit those two criteria, then either don't buy it or say, okay, now I'm going to look at an alternative ways of working, uh, of acquiring this, and I'm going to use the cash that I have on hand as a, as a uh, source of my leverage. Now, the next thing is, the type of loan is going to be dependent upon the type of business. Now, before um, the current president changed the tax code for businesses, you were incentivized to report, if you're a small business, to report uh, income uh, as part of your own personal, uh, your own personal taxes. So, for example, uh, you're including all the revenue that the business generates uh, on your own taxes. You're taking advantage of all the tax breaks that you can get and all all the deductions that's there, and you're working that personally. And that made sense years ago because you got a personal tax rate. Let's say you're at 25% or 27% tax rate in the old days, as opposed to if you were an incorporated company, a Chapter C, like large corporation, you're paying between 35 and 39%. So it made a lot of sense to do that. Now, it's also some danger of reporting on your own taxes. You're not really incorporated. You don't have protection. In some states, all your personal assets are at risk if you got sued, etc. Since we changed the tax code, however, that the Chapter C corporate tax is down to 22%, you may want to consider, talk to your accountant or CPA, about whether or not you might want to change your corporate structure. Now, the reason I'm talking about that sounds like it's not related to this. It is because if you're filing under your own taxes, you're not going to be able to get a business loan. Uh, you're going to get a personal loan, and you're going to either it's going to be a signature loan where your credit is so good that you're just they're going to let you just sign for it, or it's going to be and that's called uh, an unsecured loan, or you're going to get a secured loan where you're going to pledge assets against it, like the the five trucks I got in the backyard are now on or part of the loan, and if I don't pay the loan back, they're going to confiscate the trucks. So. The type of loan you get is going to be dependent upon your business, and I would say to you right now, with the change in the tax laws and where we are as a country in terms of litigation, I would heartily recommend that if you're reporting everything on your own taxes, to rethink that strategy. Go, go to a limited liability corporation, go to a limited uh, partnership, LLC, LLP, or now Chapter C is an excellent place to look 
because of the changes in the tax code. So that will drive the type of loan you get. Okay, now what's the purpose of the loan? So let's get down to the nuts and bolts here. Why, why am I going out to get this loan? All right, so I'll get back to where I talked about before, is that if this loan is not going to go directly toward something that is going to appreciate in value, or it's either going to generate revenue or decrease cost. In other words, it's a piece of equipment that allows you to work a little bit more efficiently, use less labor hours, and therefore you've got a better margin. This is a great candidate. If it doesn't do either, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying give it another thought and say, is there in fact an alternative to this? So that's one of the issues here um, with the purpose of the loan. Also, I would say to you, take a look at other options for how you're going to finance. Now, one of the one of the types of loans that I think is essential to business, and I think I did this in one of the other uh, articles, one of the other podcasts, is that if you don't have a line of credit, go get one. And now, a line of credit is a different animal than a loan or a lease. A line of credit, for those of you who haven't been there before, is that in the landscape business, it's very seasonal. Your cash flow is up and down. You have periods when you're fat with money, and then you have periods where you're lean or you have nothing coming in. And I know the challenge of being fat is when you have all those dollars, there's a reluctance to spend it because you don't know what's going to happen next. And so you sit on a lot of cash. You don't take advantage of opportunities that are out there. And hopefully when you go through the bad times, you'll have enough money around to pay whatever you got to pay, especially if you are trying to keep a 12-month workforce in this in current environment for employment. If you're hiring people for seven, eight, nine months, and then you're thinking next year you're going to get the same group, that is really difficult to do. You're almost in a situation where you've got to go to 12-month hiring. And so you may have to keep people around for a couple months where they're not earning their keep. Now, what is a line of credit? A line of credit is designed specifically to deal with this. And so what happens is, let's say you have three lean months where there's next to no money coming in. And let's say that your nut um, is $10,000 a month. And I'm just rounding numbers. So you're looking to get a line of credit someplace between thirty dollars and $40,000. Now, when you're fat and you got all this revenue coming in, you don't touch the line of credit. And you wait until you get into the lean period. And now what you start doing is you start using the line of credit that the bank has provided you or the lending institution to pay all your bills. You're not buying anything with this. You're not replacing equipment. You're making payroll. You're paying your taxes. You're paying your rent, etc. And then when the market picks back up and you're getting hot again, it's April and business is really rolling, then what are you doing? One of the things you're going to do in the next 30, 60, or 90 days is pay the line of credit down to zero and get it back there. If you do that, then number one is you're going to stop losing sleep on in the lean months, whether you can make payroll, whether you can pay people. Uh, number two is that it's, it's a great way of establishing uh, rock-solid credit for your company, and it's one of the easier ones to get because the, the, they're going to look at your cash flow over the last couple of years. They're going to estimate what you're, what you're worth and what the demands are, and then they'll, they'll secure this against some equipment that you own, your pickup trucks, uh, uh, your salters, something of that nature. But I would say that line of credit it is the one that makes the most sense. Now, I'm going to jump down to the next one and say maybe the smart move is if you're going to acquire equipment 
instead of getting a loan and taking possession of it, and you get some advantages, you get some depreciation on your taxes, but to understand that depreciation is a, not a myth, but let's just say it's voodoo econ uh, economics because you get to take it off your taxes, but you're really not affecting the cash flow of the business. I would heartily recommend that you take a look at the different uh, leasers, your, um, companies, equipment companies you're buying from, like Kubota or Ford or whoever you're getting your stuff from, Steel, and look at leasing the equipment. Now, the upside of that, number one, is when it's over, the lease is over, you can turn the back stuff back in and pick up something else. And so, though you have to do prevent, preventive maintenance on the equipment uh, over that period, because if, if you junk it, you can't turn it back in, but the issue here is that the ultimate responsibility for those assets are not yours. They belong to uh, the lending institution. Number two is that at the end of this, um, you can pay them back. Now, the other advantage is a lot of manufacturers will be a whole lot easier on you in terms of terms as well as um, credit rating if you're buying their equipment because what they're looking to do is incentivize people to get stuff out of the factory because if they build it, and it's sitting in finished goods inventory, basically sitting on the lot waiting for somebody to buy it. It's deteriorating, and they're losing money because uh, that's just cash collecting dust as far as they're concerned. So if you can turn that, if they can turn that around by pushing it through the system, so that's why most manufacturers will offer really nice leases for you to go ahead and take that equipment from them, and then they'll give you better terms than typically you would get from anybody else. So I would say really look hard at leasing from the manufacturers. And, of course, this will also help you with your credit rating. Now, let me say one thing about your credit rating as a business. As, a, as an individual, uh, they're going to evaluate how well you pay on time. In other words, if you owe $100 a month on the 30th of the month and you are religious about paying on the 30th of the month, that's going to raise your credit rating um, as an individual. As a business it's not going to help you because the credit scores work differently. In business, you start with a credit score of 100. That's the best score. And then every time you do something wrong, there's a subtraction. As opposed to personal credit, you can build it up to, I think, what is it now, 785 is the top credit rating. And so the way this works for business credit is if, if you've got a $100 payment due on the 30th, it's smart to pay that on the 20th. Because if you pay in advance, not on the payday, I... I can't explain it to you because I don't understand it myself. I know people who are in this business, and that's what they, they tell me. And that's also what they tell all of their customers on the consumer side, I mean on the uh, commercial side, is pay it in advance to keep your credit rating high. All right? So that's the issue of leasing. I'd heartily recommend you go there. Um, you got leasebacks. you got asset-based loans. There are other things that you can do. Uh, with it and so you can basically if you own equipment and you need money you can go to an, an alternative um, financing organization we did this up in Canada uh, earlier this year and we do a lease back where they basically give you cash for the equipment and then you're paying them for it and so it sounds kind of crazy but if you're in a spot and you need 30 grand and you got fifty thousand dollars of equipment out on the lot you can do a lease back on the equipment and get that cash available and pay them. And, of course, you're going to pay a penalty on that in terms of an interest payment. But, again, the deal here is you need money. You have the opportunity to get it. And 
a lot of times buying everything on cash may make sense as a consumer, but it does not make sense as a business. And um, I've, I've learned that over 40 years, and I've got a lot of colleagues who are in the loan, uh, commercial loan business, and so a lot of what I've shared with you is what they're doing uh, here. So with that, what I want to say is thanks for listening to um, Green Industry Pro's uh, podcast number 17. This is Article 6 in our series on getting loans, and look forward to uh, working with you on the next one where we're going to talk specifically about equipment and leasing.